from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. And good morning, everybody. Thank you so, so very much for joining in. It's incredible. We've only been live for like a minute and a half, and we already have like 1,300 people waiting and watching, ready for live from America, ready for our, you know, what we, this is, live from America has become part of all of, all of our lives. So when when Saturday and Sunday come, it's a long time. It seems like it's a long time for, you know, for us to wait to get back into the rhythm of things. But when I have a long weekend, like when I have a Friday off or something like that for whatever specific reason, it feels even longer, doesn't it? Before we, I mean, it's just become such an everyday part of our lives. And, uh, you know, I have so many people to thank. So many people. And I wish I could do so much for everybody. I wish I could, you know, literally pay all of you back for all of the kindness, all of the loyalty, all the dedication to this show. But having said that, here we are, folks. It is Monday. It is June 7th, year of our Lord, 2021. Today is one of our chi- one of our children's birthday. It's our middle daughter. It's her birthday today. Had a great weekend. She had a she had a party this weekend. Uh, had a lot of friends over, and you know it was just a great weekend, great long weekend. Of course, I was off on Friday. Did a charity golf tournament all day and um, raised a bunch of money for a network of Christian schools, which is which is one of the greatest things that I that I do all year. I, I just I'm so happy and honored to be uh, to be part of such a great charity because there's so many children out there who are just so many parents who are dying to get their kids out of public school and have a place to put them and christian school is a great great opportunity so what we do is we raise money to help for tuition for those people who can't afford to put their children into a private school or a christian school so that was the the whole thing uh, my golf game everybody's asking how'd you do it golf i'm terrible I'm absolutely terrible at golf. I mean, I'm probably the worst golfer in the history of golf, but I have a good time, and it's for a good cause. And uh, we got a bunch of new uh, listeners and viewers for Live from America while we were out there as well. So, uh, no, I'm not on vacation, Tommy. I, I don't go on vacation until this weekend. I leave on vacation this weekend coming up. Uh, so just to clarify that. Um, and uh, so let's give some live shout-outs, shall we? We've got about 2,500 people watching on Rumble. Thank you very, very, very much. Um, and uh, somebody said, honesty is payment. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I will always be honest with you. Alyssa says, Jeremy has become like a boyfriend, and we miss him when we don't see him. Oh, a best friend. Not a boyfriend. BF means best friend. <laughs> Everybody's saying happy birthday to my daughter. I appreciate that so very much. Roxanne says, yesterday was my gra- my granddaughter turned four. Aw. Well, happy birthday to her. Four years old, such a magical age. I have a daughter who's four as well. Love your outfit. You match perfectly. Well, thank you so very much, Lisa. I appreciate that. Corn Pop is in the building. Nobody can keep up with me on the course. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Considering when Corn Pop swings forward, the ball goes backwards. Uh, Piglet, 1964. What a great name. Says, love your hat and love your shirt. The hat actually comes from Advantage Specialties, and I'm going to be doing a bunch of business with them as we uh, go more uh, independent with uh, the apparel on Live from America and keep all the business in our circle and not outside our circle. You know what I mean? Um, Denise9904 says, I will have to leave early, guys, but we'll catch the rest later. Okay, thank you very much. JP Mom says, hello from New Hampshire, the great state of New Hampshire. We've got people watching from from Texas, AF uh, Mom Mama says, "Clean up the New Jersey swamp." Vote. That's right. Very, very, very important. Um, Jeremy, next time you are in Loudoun County, Virginia, call me so I can take you up to Top Golf Course. Pr- uh, proud and happy for your mom. Shout out for VA. Yes, my mom actually was saved yesterday, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. A couple more shout outs, though. Carver forty five says Kentucky here, and we've got. Um, Peggy Ann says, hello from Long Island. Watching you is the highlight of my day. Doing the show for you is the highlight of my day. 
after the first highlight, which is getting up and giving thanks to God and, uh, and to all, to all glory goes to God for everything that we have. So I, I, uh, thank you very much for saying that. And Unique Variety says, please rumble and share this video. That's, you know what? That's a great point. Rumble is a like in rumble. So rumble this video. Rumble it loud for the world to hear. It's basically like an echo. Make it rumble. And please copy the link and share the video out to your Facebook pages if you still have them. But I got a lot of messages this week. As Trump was, I got a lot of messages. I got a lot of pay. I got a lot of people. I got a lot of people who told me <laughs> this weekend that they got rid of their Facebook pages. And that's, it's incredible to hear. Um, and one more shout out. M. M.A. Gillard says, shout me out from the Twisted California. I'm a monthly donor. Come on, man. <laughs> Thank you for being a monthly donor. You guys have no idea how much your donations have made an impact in everybody's lives. Whether it be uh, you know spreading the gospel, whether it be getting the bus wrapped and going and visiting people in different states, whether it be getting ready to get on live, uh, get on TV, Real America's Voice News, and, and, and digital platforms. All of that is because of you guys. I do this. You guys make sure that the show grows and becomes bigger and bigger and bigger every day. And not one of our jobs is more important than the other. You guys have had a, had a tremendous impact in my lives uh, as well as you guys say I've had in yours. So the feeling is mutual. It's reciprocal. And uh, let's keep it moving, shall we? Before we get to the verse of the day, I'd also like to thank Cami Coates. And I'm going to show you why I'd like to thank Cami Coates. Because I got here to the studio this morning. And this massive beauty right here was waiting for me from Cami Coates. And what it says is, they have great honor and hold a lot in. They could be a loved one or even a friend. A smile hides the pain they bear. If you only knew what our military sees and bears. Things they do to keep us safe so you can sleep sound. The military fate, they do the things that a civilian couldn't dream. But we rest easy while the soldiers bleed. I am grateful and I pray for our men and women at arms. They keep us safe and they deal with the harm. God watch over our soldiers, both young and old. Keep them safe and bring them home. Thank you so very much for this. This is uh, this means a lot to me coming from a military family and uh, you know doing some time in the National Guard myself. I want to thank you so very much. So toast to you, Cammie, uh, for sending that. That's a beautiful gift and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Okay, I'd also like to thank Louis Gibaldi. I got a donation in the mail and a letter from you, as, long, as well as Arnold and Christine Potter also got a donation and a letter, so thank you very much. I appreciate that. Barbara King sent a donation, and Diane Swanson also. Thank you very, very much. I received uh, your uh, envelope as well, and I just want to, um, from the bottom of my heart, thank all of you for everything that you do. And now let's get ready to give all of our love, all of our attention, wipe our minds, completely set aside all of our issues, all of our anxieties, all of our, 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 our great news, all of our bad news. Let's set it all aside right now. And let's give our honor to where it belongs, and that is to God. Okay? Uh, today I did something a little bit different on the verse of the day. If you are part of the newsletter, then you receive these every morning. If you're not part of the newsletter, then I suggest signing up. But just by going to JeremyHarrell.com, scroll to the bottom of the front page, and then sign up for the newsletter. It's that quick. It's that easy. And you get some really good um, uh, devotional emails. You get verses of the day. You get updates. Uh, you can share those. You can forward those. Today was a little different. Today, I actually titled, What is the Church? And the reason why I titled this uh, is because yesterday, my mother came to church with me and my family and it was her it was her first time in church in 40 years folks in 40 years it was the first time that my mother had been to church she cried the entire time she was emotional the entire time and I'm even in the worship group there so I'm up there playing drums and I look over at my mom and she's teary-eyed and she's got a half crooked smile on her face the entire time and I, the message, now we have a new pastor, our, our, our uh, old pastor retired, and this was the first week that I've been able to see 
the new pastor because I've been on the road or gone during that during uh, uh, those times. So I haven't really been to see, I haven't got to see him actually preach. Well, today, well, yesterday was the first day that I got to see him actually preach, and it just happened to be the first day that my mom came to church, okay? And what a beautiful, beautiful message he had. He ha- actually started with, what is the church? So many people have gotten caught up in politics and society and the change of life, and that church has become something, and in a lot of places, church has become something that it's not. So he wanted to bring us back to basics, and he said, what is the church? Okay, I want to read this to you. The church is a spiritually unified assembly of people from all different backgrounds who have been supernaturally called and converted by God and who therefore trust, worship, serve, and proclaim their Savior, Jesus Christ. Now there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there that I just said. So let's break it down. The church is a spiritually unified assembly of people. Okay? The church is not a building. Okay? The church is not... In English language, it's I'm going to the church. It's a location. But if you really want to break it down, you really want to break down what church is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritually unified assembly of people. Okay? Then it says this. From all different backgrounds who have been supernaturally called and converted by God. That means that you have heard the gospel. And if you've heard the gospel and you trust the gospel, then you believe the gospel. Alright? That is, the gospel is a never changing, supernatural, godly piece of material that never changes. And it's what God wants us to go and preach to the world. Not a twisted version of it. Not a Swiss, uh, a switched up bait and switch version of it. The gospel. Period. The gospel. Now you can read devotionals that pull from gospels and say this devotional pulled from this gospel, but you always, and you always must, Revert back to the gospel because people need to hear the gospel. It's not your job to change somebody's heart. It's not your job to save anybody. It is your job and my job to preach the gospel and let God work beyond that. Okay? Supernaturally called and converted by God and who therefore trust, that means you hear the word and you listen to it, worship, serve, and proclaim their Savior, Jesus Christ. And then I wrote this. This definition actually comes from our pastor and elders at our church. And I believe they hit the nail on the head. When you read this, you realize how the world's governments used the Fauci virus to assist in their efforts to completely get rid of Christianity. They know that the church is an assembly of people who gather together to give praise and worship to God. Look what they are doing to Christians in Canada. They will not stop until they rid the world of God. What they don't seem to understand is, you can't beat God. Ever. But much like the arrogance of Satan, they don't care. They are too close-minded and ignorant to see that. It may not seem it at the moment, but we are on the winning side, folks. It didn't seem like God was present when Jesus was being tortured either. But guess what? He was on the winning side. He purchased us. He purchased you. He paid the cost of all of our sin. So we gather weekly to give thanksgiving and to worship the man, the God, the Savior. So we know what the church is. The question is, to whom does the church belong to? Well, it belongs to Christ. The church is his bride, and he loves it as such. So give the honor and the love to what happened on that cross. If it wasn't for that, we would be on the losing side. Remember that always. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was from the newsletter this morning. And I got to tell you, man, when I seen this on the big screen yesterday at church, what is the church. And I read this very well thought out, very well written definition that was coming from my new pastor and the elders at my church. I realized right then and there, wow, I knew the church was an assembly of people. But to hear it broke down like that really, really, really was perfect for my mother on her first day at church in 40 years. 
And I'm going to tell you something right now. You'll all be so pleased to know that my mother was saved. And she was so very happy. And I took her to one of the church elders and had him lay hands on her and pray over her. And she said she felt something that she's never felt, you know, haven't felt in a long, long time. And I'm so happy. And mom, if you're watching, which I know you are, I love you. And let's keep it going. All right? All right, folks, it's time for the Lord's Prayer because the Lord's Prayer is what is the catalyst for all of our curiosity if we are a non-believer. It is the catalyst, if we are believers, to uh, receiving the Holy Spirit and it sets the day, it sets the day, uh, sets the standard for the day, okay? So you know the drill. If you know it, please say it with me loud. Don't have to scream it. But say it loud enough for heaven to rejoice, because we all know heaven was rejoicing this weekend when my mother was saved. So, say it with me, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Kathy Cat says, Jeremy, I bet your mom sees the changes in you and she wants the goodness too. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. My mom has been seeing the changes in me over the last four years, day after day, month after month, year after year, and she sees God working in me and my family. Do we mess up? Yes. Do we sin? Yes. Do we sometimes fall short? Yes. But we recognize it and we move on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, let's get to the first and foremost section of today. If you have not done it yet, please, ladies and gentlemen, share the video. Get it out there. Get it to the world. And we will start with the first and foremost section of the day. Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, let's get ready to rumble. The hits just keep on coming for, I'm not even going to call him a doctor, I'm just going to call him Tony Fauci. The hits keep coming for flip-flop artist Tony Fauci and his man-made virus using our tax dollars. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, we funded the research that created the Fauci virus in a lab in Wuhan, China, that then, whether on purpose or on accident, that part we don't know yet, but we will find out. Trust that. And then released on the world to cause death, destruction, fear, propaganda, wealth change from, from one class to another, and a whole slew of other problems to follow. Okay? And emails now reveal again, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about, the hits keep on coming, that the State Department... Staff warned officials not, capital letters, not to investigate Wuhan Labs gain-of-function research because why? Because it would, quote, open a can of worms and expose U.S. funding. Hey, Tony Fauci. You're fired. Should I say it again? You're fired. Matter of fact, read my lips. And you should be locked up, jailed, and given the death penalty if it was up to me. But now that we have all these emails and more are coming because there's more FOIA requests in, will they block a lot of stuff out? Probably. Will they end up releasing any of the or, any of the emails as quickly as they did the ones that we just got last week? Probably not. But the fact is that we got emails proving that the State Department warned officials not to investigate the lab's research because it would open up a can of worms and expose the U.S. funding. Folks, this is why we are on Rumble. Now, it's really weird. I just watched the numbers on Rumble go from 3,100 to 5,000 and then back to 3,900. So I don't know what's really going on. But the fact of the matter is the Lord has put us here on Rumble exclusively until we get on all the TV uh, platforms so that we could expose Dr. Fauci, so that we could show exactly what he did because we wouldn't be able to do this on YouTube. I wouldn't be able to do this on Facebook and thank the Lord Almighty for finding a path for me to be able to do this show, okay? And show the world exactly what happened because there's so many people out there, Crowder, uh, so many people that do these shows like I do, these independent shows that are trying to get the truth to you. And every time they try to get the truth to you, what happens? 
What happens? They get censored, suspended, or banned from that platform. They're not allowed to get the truth out to you. And you know, you know wholeheartedly that Fox News, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, uh, C-SPAN, and the rest of them, they're not going to give you the news. You know that for a fact. So you have to resort to places like this. And thank God for places like this to exist, because if they didn't, we would not be able to get the information out to you. Now, speaking of big tech, like Twitter, Facebook, and the rest of them that are failing, let's go ahead and give Twitter the dumb, dumb award of the day. You know what? Let's just focus, let's put it all, all big tech. You all get the dumb, dumb award of the day. Not because you censor. That's just anti-American. You get the dumb, dumb award because you actually thought, you actually thought that censoring us would stop us from the getting the message out. Unfortunately for big tech, conservatives have found other alternatives to get the message out, i.e. touring. There are so many conservative bus tours out there going on right now. Save America Freedom Tour, America First Tour, MAGA Tour. We're going right to the cities. and <laughs> You can't silence us when we're out there with a megaphone. So we're finding ways to do it. So for being dumb enough to think that you could actually silence us by suspending our accounts and giving us little timeouts like five-year-old children, all of you, big tech, Twitter, Facebook, and the rest of you, get the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day today. Now, here's another reason why big tech gets the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Because they are still pushing this COVID stuff so hard. They're still pushing this Fauci virus so hard to keep you in fear, to keep you scared, to keep you clueless, to keep you ignorant, and what else? To protect the liars. To protect the liars. They're, they're protecting Tony Fauci. They're protecting Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. They're protecting the left. They're protecting Dominion. They're protecting Smartmatic. They're protecting people like Katie Hobbs. They're protecting people like uh, like Gavin Newsom. They're protecting people like Andrew Cuomo. This is what they do. They've gotten so big that they can actually make people believe things that aren't true. Hmm, sound familiar? Fake news. Check this out. The Informed Consent Action Network, also known as ICANN, announced that they will finally that they had finally received emails sent last year from Dr. Fauci. This was last week. This was Thursday going into Friday. Most most like all of us got these emails. Okay? But they actually got a little bit more under their FOIA request. So they put out a statement saying, "Hey, we finally received more emails sent last year by Dr. Anthony Fauci and we plan on releasing more damning evidence on top of what's already been released." As soon as they said that, ladies and gentlemen, guess what happened? Twitter suspended their account. (laughs) I am not making this up. Twitter suspended their account right after they said that they had access to more emails and they were going to release more damning evidence. Isn't this amazing? What ICANN did did not break any of Twitter's, you know, rules, did not break any of their community guidelines. They just said, hey, we put in a FOIA request. The FOIA, the FOIA request yielded more emails from Dr. Fauci, and we are going to release them. None of that is illegal. None of that is bullying. None of that is against community standards. None of that is against the law. As a matter of fact, it is by the law. It's exactly what we're supposed to do in America. And Twitter suspended their account. This is how absolutely mind-blowingly stupid, ignorant, and afraid... Big tech and the left are of all of us. They have to silence us like five-year-old children because they know that once the world starts hearing what we're saying, and they are, then the world will wake up, they will be red-pilled, and they will finally understand how they've been being used. And that includes the brainwashed BLM and Antifa members. You think what they're doing is just because they, they hate conservatives? No. They believe what they're doing is right. They believe what we're doing is wrong for the most part. Because they've been brainwashed and indoctrinated, and it's the reason why that the left and the government does not want charter schools, independent schools, Christian schools. They want everybody going to universities. They also hate trade schools. They want everybody going to universities, and they want everybody going to public school so they can make them all little BLM and Antifa losers running around, completely ignorant, have no idea what they're doing, just causing death and destruction because 
They are communists. Amen? Let me have some coffee real quick. Because you know, so many people hate the fact that I drink coffee on my show. Alright folks, moving on. Speaking of censorship, since we're on the topic of censorship and cancel culture, Mike Lindell, owner of MyPillow.com. Folks, is there anybody out there fighting harder than Mike Lindell? Is there anybody out there putting what he has on the line, what he has built, from crackhead to billionaire, from drug addict to inspirational, from loser to patriot? Is there anybody out there who is fighting harder for you and I and putting all of it on the line than people like Mike Lindell, uh, President Trump, and others? Mike Lindell is now the victim of cancel culture once again, folks. Okay? Once again. And this is why we're supporting him so much. You know what I mean? I'm not just in partnership with Mike Lindell. I, I buy stuff from Mike Lindell as well, using my promo code, of course. So I do end up getting some money back off of it, but it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, the way we fight what's going on is by supporting each other. And if that means financially, then that's financially. And right now, here's what happened. Mike Lindell, once again, victim of cancel culture. The, the, uh, but this time, from the law firm Barnes & Thompson LLC. You want to know what they did? They dropped Mike Lindell as a client. After filing the lawsuits against Dominion and Smartmatic, they were pressured by the left to drop Mike Lindell. Now, let me ask you a question. Number one, if there was no fraud, they wouldn't be fighting these election, these, um, these forensic audits so hard. They just wouldn't. I mean, that's plain and simple. You want to see it? Go ahead and see it. See what I did. See how I beat Trump. See how I beat Orange Man bad. But they're not saying that. They're fighting it because they know they cheated, right? So then they move on and they pressure law firms to, to drop Mike Lindell and others as clients. Why? If you've got such a rock-solid case, Dominion, Smartmatic, if you're so strong in your case, then why are you pressuring law firms saying that they, you will put all their information out, you will label them racist, they will lose their law firm if they don't drop Mike Lindell, if you know you got such a strong case, didn't Dominion file a lawsuit on Mike Lindell themselves? But they can't. It's like calling somebody a name but not being able to take it back. They can dish it out, but they can't take it back. And if they have to take it back, then they'll cancel culture you. So now, Dominion and Smartmatic, who helped the left cheat and steal a presidential election, which we will uncover and reveal the steal as well, because it always backfires on you. They've now canceled Mike Lindell. So now Mike Lindell has a lawsuit against Dominion and Smartmatic with no attorneys to represent him. Will he find somebody? Of course he will. But how many more times will this happen? So, you know the drill, folks. The best way to support these people is by supporting them. Financially, emotionally, uh, technologically, by sharing or, or liking videos or whatever it is you do to get the message out. But in Mike Lindell's case, he's got an entire company with 2,500 people and a whole bunch of people like me and David Harris Jr. and Crowder and, and Steve Bannon who he's partnered with to get the message out there so that people will... And it's not like you're donating to him. You're actually buying stuff from him. You're getting something in return and you're helping out so many people in the, in, in, in the, in the long run. It's a domino effect. So with Father's Day coming up, make sure you keep that in mind and always use the promo code LFA for Live From America. You get all the discounts and all that stuff. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of stuff for my dad for Father's Day on uh, my, MyPillow.com to help support because I wouldn't ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Just to, just to you know, um, Angela says they cannot win anything if they did it honestly, 100%. Um, JP mom says he should get Lynn Wood. The problem with that is Lynn Wood is basically, he specializes in defamation and he's already getting a whole bunch of people trying to get him kicked off, uh, you know, the, getting his, uh, license revoked from him as well. Um, Rachel Hawley says, bye, bye, bye from Mike Lindell. He did. And he also, uh, put out, what has he got? Three movies out now. I mean, the guy is busting his tail. Um, Christina says, I've already ordered two times this week with LFA. That is awesome. I hope you got good discounts on that. All right, folks, moving on. President Trump's speech in North Carolina. What'd you think? What'd you think of it? You think it was good? I'm going to tell you what. Let me just show you. Let me show you my favorite. 
see here. Let's show you my favorite thing that President Trump actually said, okay? Actually, I'm just going to play the audio so you can hear it. Let's go ahead and play this. This was my favorite thing that President Trump said um, in North Carolina. Here we go. I want to thank everybody for the tremendous support you've shown. We're going to take back the Senate, take back the House. We're going to take back the White House. And sooner than you think, it's going to be really something special. But the love and the affection and the respect that you've given all of us, it's really important. The Republican Party is stronger than it's ever been, and it's going to be a lot stronger than it is right now. We're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around fast. Thank you all very much. That support has been so incredible. Thank you. So you think about what he's saying there, right? Think about what President Trump is saying there. And then you go and you listen to the speech that he gave at the, at the, uh, um, at the, in North Carolina. And he said things like taking back the White House sooner than you think. Taking back the, the Senate, taking back the House, take back the White House sooner than you think. He also says, um, I'm not trying to destroy American democracy. I'm trying to save it. In which case he got a standing ovation when he said that. So let's break this down a little bit, okay? Number one, it was great to see President, that what you saw in North Carolina, that was President Trump's start off of his, of his new campaign. And I'm not talking about for 2024, okay? I'm talking about from now all the way through 2024 to 2028. All right. Do you remember when Rogan O'Hanley, which is also better known as DC Drano, do you remember when he actually said um, uh, about two months ago that President Trump would become the Speaker of the House, and then if they got two thirds, um, two thirds of the Senate, they could actually impeach Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, get him out there, and then who becomes the next in line, the Speaker of the House? It was kind of like a far-fetched story. You're like, ah, President Trump isn't he? He isn't going to do that. It's great. But he isn't going to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, I really think this is what they're working on. I really do think this is what they're working on. 100%. Okay? Please, if you haven't done it yet, please share the video. Let's get it out there. Now, we know, based on the Constitution, this is what Jenna Ellis was talking about last week when she said, there are no provisions in U.S. law, in the Constitution, anywhere, that allows somebody to be reinstated when they find out that there was a fraudulent election. Technically, she's right. But I was looking at it more along the lines, and from the point of view of, we've never been in this situation before. We've never taken a, an, a, an election um, audit as far as we're taking it. And we've never been in this realm before, so who knows what's going to happen. Okay? So that's the way I still feel and look at it. But there's always the option C, which is what Rogan O'Hanley said. So let's break it down for those who don't understand what I'm talking about or may not have seen this, okay? You do not need to be elected to the House of Representatives to be the Speaker of the House. You just have to be presented by that party and voted in. Now, I don't want President Trump Speaker of the House either. I don't want to go through all that. I just want Joe Biden to, to, I want the world to show that Joe Biden cheated, I want him removed, and I want President Trump reinstated, period. That's the way I want it to go. But let's break it down this other way. Let's see how this plays out. Because if President Trump, if, if we take over the House again, and we take two-thirds of the Senate, the likely possibility of President Donald Trump becoming the Speaker of the House, impeaching and removing both Kamala and Joe Biden, would automatically put him in the presidency for the remainder of Joe Biden's, quote, term, and then President Trump would be able to run again in 2024. It would basically give him two plus whatever it is he would end up serving out the rest of this term um, as President of the United States of America. Now, when you think about it like that, and you think about the amount of time President Trump could spend in the White House doing it that way, it sounds pretty cool. It also would sound pretty cool that President Trump was the one that actually got to take that gavel from Nancy Pelosi's hand and become the Speaker of the House and put them through that. It would mean that he would control another branch of government once again. Now, is it likely that that's going to happen? Probably not, but it is an option. There are many ways. Just like there were many ways when it came to January 20th, what we could have done, but Mike Pence didn't have the actually dueling slate of electors from the state legislature and chose and chose to accept the fraudulent slate of electors knowing that it was that it was illegal, okay? That's my biggest problem with Mike Pence, but that's 
here nor there. The, the fact of the matter is President Trump kicked off his campaign to take over the House, the Senate, and the White House this weekend. He did it in North Carolina. He did it in Trump fashion. He let the world know exactly where he stood still, and he let the world know exactly how, what he feels about Biden and what he feels about what's going to happen to this country under any kind of illegal, illegitimate president rule under Mr. Cornpop. It was a great speech. It was a great time to see President Trump. And I cannot wait, because like I said, that was his kickoff. I cannot wait for him to get back out on that campaign trail again, doing these rallies and firing up that base. Because you've seen what happened, right? President Trump did his speech in North Carolina and every single news station just fell all over it. CNN, it was the topic of the day. CM, uh, MSNBC, topic of the day. Fox News, topic of the day. The guy is TV, TV gold. He gets up there, he speaks, everybody wants to put him on, on, on their station. Now we know CNN and them, they, they put him on there in order to, to say, oh, he's spreading his baseless election lies again. Oh, you mean like spreading that baseless Wuhan lab lie? Oh, that's right. We found out that that was true. Like spreading hydroxychloroquine wouldn't save you? Oh, we found out that that was true. You mean like spreading the fact that masks don't work? Oh, we found out that that was true. And now you're going to continue with this little boy who cried wolf bullcrap and say, oh, uh, he's spreading these election integrity and uh, these, this is stolen election lie. You're going to find out that that was true too. And you're going to eat your words. And I can't wait to stand over you the day that it happened so I can shove crow down your face. That's what I can't wait for. So I thought it was a great speech. I thought it was a great campaign kickoff. I thought it was exactly what he needed to do. Slowly put his foot back in there and then go from zero to 100. It's now time to go from zero to 100, Mr. Trump. I'm with you. I know the rest of us are with you. I know most of the world is with you. And I know most of the world is starting to wake up to what happened. Now, speaking of President Trump, and speaking of news stations clamoring all over the fact that he lost and they couldn't take it and they're still presenting this lie... Corey Lewandowski, whom I have a lot of respect for, right from my home state right here in New Hampshire, he went on, (laughs) of all the shows you can go on, he went on Chris Wallace's show this Sunday. If you haven't seen it, I'm about to play a little bit of it for you. Chris Wallace, you know what, I would rather sit and have a conversation with Rachel Maddow. I would rather sit and have a conversation with Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon at the same time on the screen with me in the middle of them and them both spewing their ridiculous, ignorant rhetoric on each side than to have a conversation with Chris Wallace. This guy is a, he he, he reminds me of Tony Fauci. He he reminds me of this swamp rat, rat rat-faced, Democrat scumbag who just can't wait to get his tiny little digs in. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of that chihuahua that barks at your ankles and barks so loud because he thinks he's the biggest and the strongest, the toughest and the smartest in the room, when in actuality he's the shortest, most ignorant, most annoying, biggest loser in the room, and nobody can under, nobody can stand this guy. All right. So I'm going to play you a little bit of what Chris Wallace was pushing on Corey Lewandowski, just so you can see if you haven't seen the interview, it'll probably make you as sick as it made me. It's okay. Anyway, let's transition over and let's play the video, shall we? Super PAC, Corey Lewandowski. Corey, welcome back to Fox News Sunday. Thank you for having me, Chris. So, uh, President Trump last night attacked Democrats right from the start. Here is one of the more dramatic examples. Take a look. They're vicious, they're violent. They, in many cases, country, and they have bad policy. Does Mr. Trump really believe that the Democratic Party is violent and many of them hate our country? Well, Chris, if you look at what some of the members of the Democratic Party have stood for, which is uh, bailing individuals out who have been arrested for causing mayhem and violence, attacking police substations, burning our courthouses in the northwest part of the country— Their actions and their wallets speak for themselves. When you look at their policies, Chris, in the first three months of this administration, the Biden administration has canceled drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Reserve. He has canceled the Keystone Pipeline, and he has caused the devastation of the loss of tens or hundreds of thousands of jobs that allow us to be energy independence, all while allowing Russia to move forward with their pipeline and supporting that. 
So the question is, is this an America first agenda, which is what Donald Trump had laid out, or is this everybody else first agenda? And I think the policies of the Biden administration clearly show that Joe Biden does not care as much about this country as he does others. Mr. Trump also went hard after Dr. Anthony Fauci, which raises the question, if he was so concerned about the Wuhan lab, why didn't Mr. Trump do more to investigate it? Why didn't, didn't he do more to put pressure on the Chinese when he was... Now, here you go. Here you go. Here, he, here's what I'm talking about, folks. Here's what I'm talking about. Listen to this. Listen to this swamp rat and how he tries to turn the fact that we didn't come down on the Wuhan lab harder on President Trump. He's actually blaming President Trump for not coming down on Wuhan and China more harshly. He's saying that President Trump didn't do his job. Every time President Trump said the Wuhan virus or the China virus, remember that reporter that was like, why do you keep calling it the Wuhan virus? Why do you keep saying it's from China? And President Trump says, because it's from China. But why do you have to say it like that? Why do you have to, there's no proof of that. Blah, 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 blah. Remember that? Remember when he was talking about how it came from the Wuhan lab and that was the origins from it? It wasn't from some bat 90 miles away in some bat cave, remember? And they were like, oh, you're just a bigot. You're just a bigot. You're a racist. You're a racist. Remember? He tried to say that many, many times. He called it the China virus the entire time that he was in office that this went on. When he said it was from the Wuhan lab, every new station in existence called him a xenophobic, bigot, racist, whatever it was under the sun, and said that he has unsubstantiated claims, and he's completely lying, and he's completely false. There is no evidence showing that it came from the Wuhan lab. We've seen this for over a year. And this swamp rat, Dr. Fauci looking... Mm-hmm, 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 is actually going to have the nerve to sit here and say that it's because of President Trump that we didn't go after and, 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 and uh, investigate the Wuhan lab? This is how stupid, this is how mind-blowingly ignorant or just communist that these people are. Huh, let's continue to listen to this. You, I, don't, I know you don't want to, but you have to. You have to see what we're up against here. President. Well, Chris, as we know, Secretary Pompeo uh, was very involved in trying to find the origins of the COVID-19 virus and where it came from. What we also know now, Chris, is that over 600, almost 600,000 Americans have perished because of this terrible tragedy. That's more people than all of the foreign wars that the United States soldiers combined have been lost in. That's the equivalent of about the size of the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, We've lost more people than reside in Baltimore or in Miami or in Atlanta, Georgia. And we don't even have a commission to look into this. So the question is, when the president, uh, President Trump said, we believe that this originated in a lab in Wuhan, the media by and large dismissed that. And even Jonathan Carl of ABC News came out and said the media had egg on their face for dismissing that potential uh, claim of what transpired. So why don't we have a commission, Chris? Let's appoint Secretary Mike Pompeo and maybe Secretary Clinton to look into why 600,000 Americans have died because of this. Let's hold China accountable. Let's ask for the reparations, which they owe not only us, but probably the world. And I think $10 trillion sounds like about the right amount to me. Yeah, but, but uh, Corey, back as late as March 27th, so at least two months, after Donald Trump was warned by his own national security advisor that this was going to be the greatest threat of his presidency and proceeded to play it down, as late as March 27th of last year, Donald Trump was still praising President Xi of China and still talking about how cooperative he was. Again, if he was so concerned about the Wuhan lab, if he wanted, he had the opportunity as president, why didn't he get tough with China then when he had the opportunity? Well, Chris, we were listening to what, what what the media has to find as the experts, and Dr. Fauci specifically. Why didn't he get tough with China then when he had the opportunity? He did. He put massive amounts of sanctions on China, number one. He stopped all travel from China, from China, number two, which Fauci said he shouldn't do. He was... Tougher on China than any president in the history of the United States, even Reagan. And this, this is what blows my mind. Okay, now, 
Corey Lewandowski is a calm, cool-headed, collective, very intelligent, very smart guy, and he's not about to be baited. I would be baited. Okay? I'd be baited right into talking over Chris Wallace until he literally muted my microphone and shut me off. And I would sit there and I would read, I would, I wouldn't even read. I know him off the top of my head. I would sit there and I would state every single solitary thing that President Trump did to try to expose Wuhan, to try to expose the coronavirus, to try to show what actually cured you, which is in hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, to try to stop the, the, the advancements of China. I would sit there and I would just spew them left and right. I wouldn't be doing this stuff like, well, Chris, you know, if we had tried, no, I would just go, bam, he did this, bam, he did that, bam, he did this, bam, he did that, bam, he did this, bam, he did that. And Chris Wallace would be like, oh, job, oh, job, oh, job, job. And I go, nope, no, bam, he did this, bam, he did that, bam, he did this. You wanted me to come on your show and talk? Let's talk. Because I'm about to show you how ignorant you truly are. That's what I would do. It's probably why. <laughs> it's probably why I have this show and I'm not invited on other shows. Let's continue to watch this. I think it's important that you guys see how Chris Wallace goes here. And you know oh, that Dr. Oh, Fauci was against Corey, banning Corey, flights Corey, coming in. Listen to this. Listen. You, wait a minute. You're telling me that the president, wait, you're, you're going to blame the president's inaction on Dr. Fauci? Oh, uh, yep. No, but we're, <laughs> we're going to follow the science and listen to Dr. Fauci, which has been, he has been lifted up by the media as the foremost expert on this matter in the world. Listen to what Dr. Fauci said. First, he said masks would not be needed. Then he said uh, banning flights coming in from mainland China were not necessary. And now we know, Chris, that Dr. Fauci, through his uh, government agency, funded uh, at, at least $800,000 of government taxpayer money to the Wuhan laboratory. So the question now with the, all the emails coming out from Dr. Fauci is, what did he know and when did he know it? And did he give information to the president, which we could have used to prevent a series of these deaths from occurring. So look, this president, President Trump, was very... So anyway, folks, it just kind of continues to go on like that. You get the gist of it. You understand what what happened here. And in Chris Wallace fashion, he just continued to go on and just be who Chris Wallace is. And um, there's not a lot of good to say about that guy, so I won't say anything at all. I'll just stop right there. You can see all of that on Rumble, by the way. If you go on Rumble, that's where I was pulling it from. You can go on Rumble and watch that. You can go on uh, Fox News' Instagram and also watch that entire clip, um, just so you guys know, if you, if you want to watch it on your own. I don't want to continue to eat up the airtime here by playing Chris Wallace. Um, why is he still on Fox? Well, because Fox News is not what Fox News used to be. That's why he's still on Fox. Um, he's deferred to the expert, LOL, exactly. Uh, Fauci should be paying us back the money he used and more. I agree. Uh, Craig says, Jeremy, question here in the crowd. Can Trump fire Pence's VP if he was reinstated? Jen and I want to know. Well, um, yes, he can. He definitely can. Um, but I don't know as if that would be the case if Pence would go back in with him being reinstated. Again, I don't know. We don't know what reinstated means because we don't have a, we don't have a precedent set for that reinstatement. We just don't know. Um, but that's a great question. And, uh, and before I move on to the next case, uh, next story here, I want to talk to you guys quick about Jenna Ellis. Now I see a lot of hate getting thrown Jenna Ellis's way because of statements that she's made. Jenna Ellis isn't saying anything anti-Trump. You guys have to understand that she's actually still working with president Trump. Um, a lot <laughs> talks to him every week. She isn't saying anything anti-Trump. She's saying Things that we don't want to hear as it pertains to what the Constitution says. In no way, shape, or form did she say President Trump shouldn't be in there and I don't believe that he's going to get back in there. She just said there's no provisions in the Constitution for this kind. And she is right. Now, could she say it a little bit differently? Of course she could. Could she say it a little bit more pro-make-America-great-again-ish? Of course she could. Should she say it more like I would say it? Hey, I'm not the, I'm not the, the judge of that. You know what I mean? We're both going to be on the same network here pretty soon. So, you know, I'm not, I don't think there's anything wrong with what she said. I just think that we don't like the delivery in which she says it. Just, just want to say that right out loud. Now I want to move to a more personal story. It's somebody who watches the show. All right. This came to, this letter came to me from somebody in New Hampshire. Um, I probably won't say their last name just because I don't know how much they want their last name out there right now. But this pertains to January 6th. And it, pertain, and it pertain, pertains um, to the FBI. And the, and the same kind of the visit that they, that they made uh, to me, okay? She says, this was sent on June 2nd. She sent it. I just got it today. She says, my name is Mary. I am from 
I'm not going to say what town. I'm, gonna, I'm from New Hampshire. I am writing this on behalf of my son, Nicholas, age 34. Nicholas was at the Capitol building on January 6th. He did enter the building in a large crowd, none that he knew. He was in the building for 78 seconds. Nick's account of this matches the FBI's account of this. He did no harm to the building, nor to anyone. The door was open, and the police welcome, welcomed people in. You know that. I know that. We already know that this was a setup from the very beginning. However, I'll continue to read her story. He did try to enter the building again and was pepper sprayed. He then left. The FBI questioned Nick several times with full cooperation. Nick turned himself in this past Thursday upon the FBI's request. Before I continue with this letter, this kind of stuff is the stuff that really gets under my skin because you have BLM and Antifa out there doing all that they're doing. You have all this fake uh, narrative of white supremacy being a crisis on this earth and blah, blah, blah. And so that gives these people a free ride to burn, destroy things, take over sections of cities, set up autonomous zones, just completely be animals. And I said it, yes, animals. But yet you're bothering people for this kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm going to keep on going. Um, he turned himself in upon the FBI's request. Nick is facing... <laughs> Nick is facing seven misdemeanor charges up to three years in federal prison, and up to $300,000 in fines. We are hoping that you can help us out in some way. We are at a loss on how to help him through this. Your name was given to us from several friends. We really could use some financial help. We tried a GoFundMe page, but Facebook took it down. Nick is a good man. His children, wife, and myself would be devastated without him. If there is any way you could help us, it would, it would be greatly appreciated. Nick is a hard-working man. He is dedicated to his family, country, and to God. He is a veteran and served two deployments in Iraq with the infantry. Nick takes great pride in his country and would never do harm to anyone. Nick has a wife and two stepsons and three of his own, ranging from 23 to 1 years old. Nick, like many Americans, felt the election was tampered with and that the result did not show the true way of the American people voted. He went to Washington in a peaceful protest as a Trump supporter, but more importantly as an American. Thank you for your time. God bless. Sincerely, Mary, a proud Army mom. Contact info for Nick she gave to me. She said a Venmo account was created to set up his wife's in his wife's name. Um, our GoFundMe page was blocked and shut down from Facebook. The Venmo is... Well, I gotta guess I gotta say his net last name now. Nick Hendricks. N-I-C-K-H-E-N-D-R-I-X. Nick Hendricks. Folks, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And yes, Mary, I will do anything I can. I will donate myself. I will spread this out there. I will give it to the to the Live from America audience. Um we're we're a very generous group of people here, and when we see injustice, we will fight it. We will fight it. And to know that I have a fellow New Hampshireite who is also a veteran who was deployed to Iraq on two separate occasions, fought for this country, and was baited. Meaning, ladies and gentlemen, entrapment is illegal. Entrapment is illegal. Our law enforcement agencies cannot entrap you into committing a crime. That is exactly what happened on January 6th. They started shooting rubber bullets and, and, and smoke grenades into the crowd to rile the crowd up. They then opened the doors, not only physically opened them, but also unlo um, unlocked the magnetic locks and waved people in. Cops moved barricades, let people in, and once they were in, they took them to places where they were allowed to go and protest. That is entrapment, folks. On a, on a large scale, that is massive amounts of entrapment. And that is why Nancy Pelosi and the House of Holocaust members, yes, I'll repeat exactly what Marjorie Taylor Greene said, and I have no problem in saying it. That is exactly why they will not release all the footage that they have pertaining to January 6th, even at the request of spineless Kevin McCoward and the minority leaders in the Republican Party. Why? Because they know that the footage shows that they entrapped people. So Mary, my advice to you, is to get an attorney. We'll help fund it. I'll donate. I'm sure people will help donate as well. I will help fund it. We'll try to get. We'll try to see if you can get an attorney. And when you get that attorney, 
Make sure you mention to the attorney that you want to subpoena all the footage possible so that you can show that that, that Nick was entrapped, welcomed into the Capitol building, and then now charged and facing three years in federal prison. That's the problem, folks. This was a setup to entrap patriots, to entrap Trump supporters, to ultimately hurt Trump. It was a political um, move, 100%, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. And the people that perpetrated this are going to pay the cost of justice, period. Why? Because you can't beat God. And Terry here has got a great um, message. She says, tell her to reach out to Jay Sekulow at the ACLJ. 100%. Mary, if you're watching the video, reach out to Jay Sekulow at ACLJ, they should be able to help you, okay, um, moving on folks, I don't I have a lot of time left, so I want to get through this, Joe Manchin actually reassured from West Virginia, he actually reassured America yesterday that no way will he vote for HR1 and SR1 to federalize our elections, Meaning, folks, that he will in no way vote to end the filibuster. This is great news. This is the reassurance that we needed from the people like Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, the two people, Democrats, the most unlikely people in the world that you would think that would protect this country, are still saying, and Kirsten Cinema said it as early as last week, I will not vote to federalize our elections, and I will not vote to get rid of the filibuster. Great news from Senator Manchin. Great news from Senator Cinema. Let's continue to thank them. Let's continue to call them. We've done it many times right here on Life from America. Let's continue to do so. Now, I want to show you something else, folks. Okay? I was, as I always do, I was scrolling and, and, and trying to research different uh, stories to bring to you right here on Live from America. And I came across this, and it made me, it reminded me of something. Okay? What you're going to see here is a crop field, an Oreo, you know, the liberal cookie company, which I love Oreos, by the way, as you can't tell. <laughs> as you can't tell. They did this, okay? And why would they do this? Why would they lease some land from a farmer to go put their, their cookie, a, 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 a picture of their cookie in, in the... Uh, <laughs> A picture of their cookie in the field. Well, folks, I'm going to show you why right now. Check this out. This is why. Oreo is offering free cookies to aliens. So in the worst administration in the history of presidents, this is the time that we are all starting to find out that aliens apparently exist. Right? It's all over TV, right? Aliens exist, aliens exist, aliens exist. And now Oreo is offering free Oreos, free Oreo cookies, to aliens. Okay? Weird. Stupid. Weird. Ignorant. Completely ridiculous. And I can't believe it's news. Well, <laughs> it made me... It reminded me of something. Do you guys remember that movie from the 1990s, Independence Day? It was a pretty good film, right? Independence Day? Well, it reminded me of something that happened on Independence Day. And I'm going to bring up the video and show it to you. This is the definition of liberal. This is the definition of swamp donkey dumb. Okay? These people that are on this video that I'm about to show you remind me of exactly what the liberal workers and owners over at Oreo are going to get by offering a free Oreo to the aliens. Here we go. Here's all the liberals. Yay! Welcome, aliens! Oh, aliens aren't illegal. Aliens are free. We Please take us away. Welcome to our Earth. Oh, yay! Look at us being so ignorant and stupid. You want a cookie? Here, have an Oreo. <laughs> oh! Free Oreos, you say? Okay, let's open up. Look at them. Look at <laughs> oh, look at that. It was so pretty. Take us, aliens. We love you. 
Thanks for your Oreo cookies, dummies. Peace. <laughs> Free Oreo cookies for all aliens. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. When I saw this, I said, are you kidding me? They literally, t they literally cut this cookie into this entire field. To offer Oreo cookies to aliens that probably don't exist. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It really is. It really is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Anyway, let's move from something stupid to something great. And this is how we're going to end the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just go ahead and cue that music to give the Smarty Award of the day. Who is the Smarty Award going to go to? Well, let's just cue the music and find out, shall we? Smarty of the Award of the Day on Live from America goes to Governor Ron DeSantis, America's governor's la uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, let's quickly go to Ron DeSantis and what he said over the weekend. And and, and now before I say this, before I get to this, the reason why Ron DeSantis is such a great governor is because he's under the tutelage of President Donald Trump. And what do I mean by that? Well. President Trump gave some great advice to Ron DeSantis late last year going into the, uh, 2021. And what he told him was, be a governor for the people. Do things right for the people. And they will be forever loyal to you. President Trump told Ron DeSantis that. And you can tell that it actually worked. Because there was a changing point in Ron DeSantis. Not that Ron DeSantis was ever bad in any way. He was always a great governor. Um... But he became like an ultra great governor. He became America's governor after listening and spending time with President Donald J. Trump. So, over this past weekend, Ron DeSantis decided he was going to go to a concert in Florida with his fellow Floridians. And this is the kind of welcome that he received. And this is what he said on stage. Cue the music. Here we go. And the only reason we're doing that is because Florida chose freedom over Fauci. Freedom over Fauci. So I hope everyone enjoys themselves, but seeing all the great folks having a good time, my message for other states and other countries, open your states, open your schools, let people live their lives. And there you go, folks. America's governor, ladies and gentlemen, America's governor, and he's doing exactly, he's governing the people of Florida the same way that President Trump governed the United States of America, for the people, by the people. And because of that, we see it. Why do you think people don't show up to Biden and Kamala Harris when they come around? The only people that show up are Trump supporters who are booing them out of town. They have no supporters. They have no 80 million voters. Okay? They just don't have them. Why do you think people are flocking to President Trump so bad? Why do you think the Chris Wallaces, the Rachel Maddows, the Don Lemons, and the Chris Cuomos have no idea why President Trump is so popular if he spews so much racism? It's because he governed for the people. It's because he gave us a voice. It's because he understood the Constitution and understood our freedoms. That is why we are so loyal to him. And that is why he will be President of the United States again. The next President. Whether it's reinstated whether it's Speaker of the House, impeach and then make it, or whether it's running in 2024, President Trump will be the next president. And he will finally drain the swamp and he will finally destroy the Democratic Party once and for all. Woo! I can't wait. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, pretty much uh, that's going to close out the show 
for today. I do want to remind you to always, I know there's a lot of people that have been saying, I have a hard time, I'm having a hard time seeing Live from America on Rumble. I can't find it, I can't find it. I I can only play, it says it only plays 13 seconds and there's only 13 seconds of it to play. Um, it's probably because you're watching on the app. If you go to the browser, if you go to on your computer, and, and, and I have no problem with the app, but I've seen other people have problem with the app, play it. You might have to wait two or three seconds and it will come on. Just always make sure that you go to jeremyherald.com if you missed a show. Shows are always uploaded there. Podcasts are always uploaded there. You can hear them. You can watch them. All right? Um, that's pretty much my, my PSA announcement as far as the videos go. I also want to remind you, I leave for vacation this weekend. I will be doing a Friday morning show, but not a Friday evening show because we're going to be off uh, as a family and we're leaving for the week. So I just wanted to remind you of that. Also, my goal is to reach 1,000 monthly donors because if I have 1,000 monthly donors, then I think that we can actually continue to keep growing and not just kind of stay where we are. Not that where we are is bad, just saying. Um... It'll help us take the next few steps. Your donations got the show going. Your donations got the studio built. Your donations got the bus wrapped and me to be able to come to all your guys' estates. And your donations also got us ready to go on TV. The power of this community is so strong and so amazing. And for those who have already, I just want to thank you so very much uh, because you guys have changed my life and we're changing a lot of people's lives, okay? So remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you guys. See you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. More live from America, from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. Have a great day. Help somebody out today. Bless somebody. Spread the gospel.